Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Today I want to talk about a quirk of relationships and why some relationships last longer than others and the oddity that sometimes a relationship that you think is going to be one that lasts a long time can often be a lot less impactful and others which you know which you wouldn't think are really impactful can be quite the opposite and something like this happened to me ages ago where there was someone that they weren't in my school but um, we had mutual friends in different schools and we would hang out once in a while and every time we hung out you know he and I seemed like buddies and we could have a really good time together we generally uh, were friendly with each other and many years after uh, we both graduated from our respective schools and ran into him somewhere out and about um, and was just you know saying hi trying to be friendly because we had spent time together in school and it was like talking to a stranger. There was no sense of um, warmth or familiarity anymore. It was as if we had never spent that time together. And there's other situations that are kind of the opposite, that someone that you've actually spent very little time with together, um, you see them after many years, and it's like your best friends again, or you pick up right where you left off. And it's just kind of an oddity of, of humans and relationships, how that happens. So I want to talk today from a leadership and executive presence uh, standpoint about relationships and what makes relationships more long-standing, right? Everyone's had the situation where you're at work and you're working closely with people and you're like, man, we would be really good friends, even if we weren't co-workers. And then one of you gets another job or changes roles, and then all of a sudden, it's like you're strangers again. And one or both of you are like, what What happened here? It was so surprising. Um, so the first thing I'd like to ask is, what do you think is the fuel that feeds relationships? What is the necessary fuel to create that longer-lasting relationship. Now, some people might very reasonably say it's time, right? You need time in uh, to really create a lasting relationship. However, although it plays a factor, I don't think it's the main fuel. You can have great relationships with someone that you've spent uh, very little time with, and you can have horrible relationships with someone and can't stand someone that you've spent way too much time with. So I don't think Time is necessarily the fuel that feeds relationships. Other people might understandably and reasonably say proximity, right? It's how much you're around that person. It's geography is destiny, that whole idea. And again, I think that that can definitely play a factor, but it doesn't always play out in one direction. There can be people who are very far away and you still feel very close to them. And then there can be neighbors who might as well strangers. A third sort of factor could be, well, how well do you naturally get along with them, right? What's your personality kind of match? 
And again, I would say also a factor, definitely helpful, but I don't feel like it's the actual fuel that feeds relationships because you can not get along with someone and often get into lots of fights, but still recover and be lifelong friends. In a way, sometimes those fights actually create a stronger bond. So it's not just about getting along, getting along, which is going to guarantee that you're going to have a lasting relationship. What I think really creates the fuel for a relationship is feelings, right? How you feel about that person. And if you look at it from this lens, the oddities of the other three factors that I was just ruling out, which is time, proximity, and how well you get along, start to make more sense, right? If you feel very strongly about a person, then it doesn't matter how much time you've spent with them. As long as that feeling is there and mutual, it's going to be a lasting relationship. Same thing with uh, proximity as well as how well you get along. If you think about it, it's only when you have no more feeling, when your feeling towards that person is truly extinguished. And I'm not talking about being mad at a person or not liking a person anymore. I'm talking more on the level of apathy. Like, they just don't matter to you anymore. It's like they're a stranger. That's when the relationship is truly not a relationship anymore. So as long as you have that feeling or some feeling, then that can sustain a relationship. And I like to use analogies, and I feel like fire is a really good analogy for this, so I just want to go through an analogy to sort of drive the point home. So when you first uh, become sort of friends with someone or in a relationship, the first thing that happens is there's a spark, right? There's a first awareness that you feel this way. Oh, this coworker or, you know, this person who does enjoy the same activity, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of them and we seem to uh, get along. So that's the initial spark, just like a spark for a fire. The second thing you need for a fire is tinder. And tinder I like to equate to sort of that first activity or sort of the first experience that you're having together that really takes that spark and makes it a little bit something more. Now the next thing you need after you have the spark in tinder is you need kindling. So in a relationship and in terms of feeling being the fuel, that's the second and third and fourth kind of repetition of the experience. And that kind of shows you that that feeling is not a one-off, right? It doesn't have to be a hundred. It doesn't have to be that many experiences, but it has to be more than a fluke. It has to be more than just one. So after you have the spark, tinder, and the kindling, that's when you're ready for the firewood. And the firewood, from this perspective, is all about the more solid things in a person's life, the habits, the routines, and the culture. Do those mesh and coincide? Because if you have those, then you really start to develop a more solid, sort of lasting relationship. And finally, right, what happens when a fire has been going on a long time? It actually can become quite dangerous because you have the embers, right? And the embers burn super hot and they last really long. So even after you think the fire is out, the ember is still smoldering there. Even if you throw some water uh, or some sand 
on a fire. If you don't do it completely, some of the embers can still reignite. So when you have that ember, that relationship, that feeling is long lasting. It can withstand the test of time. It can withstand distance and it can withstand fights and, and personal conflicts. So this is the area we get into when you think about family that you have long-standing relationships with. When you have old friends, whether they're co-workers or friends from school or some other activity, that's when you have that ember. And it's rare, right? For most people, there's just a few people in the world that they have that ember with. But feeling is the fuel that creates that long-lasting relationship. And feeling is also the fuel for executive presence, how people feel about your leadership ability. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about something today that can be a blessing and a curse. So it's a real blessing if there are a lot of people around you that have and model great executive presence. Now it can also be a curse because a lot of times that can be intimidating and a lot of times it can be confusing because they may all do it slightly differently. And you're like, okay, what should I be doing? Who should I be copying? So before we go any further, I would love to hear from you, your opinion or your experiences of who has tremendous executive presence that you, know, you really admire, whether it's someone famous or someone you work with or someone who's a, a celebrity or just a public figure. I would love to get your experience as to who really resonates for you for executive presence. Please feel free to send us a voice message or to email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. Now, the problem with copying someone is what they do works for them but it may not work for you because you 
may be perceived differently by others. You may have different skill sets that don't allow you to execute that thing exactly the way they do. So it can become pretty difficult, right? Because maybe there's a clone of you out there who's 10 to 20 years your senior who has the same exact profile and skills and they'd be a great person to copy. Most of us don't have that. And it's not really realistic to be looking at that. So today, I want to talk about if you have that blessing and curse of having a lot of people around you with amazing executive presence, how to take advantage of that in a good way and not in a confusing or fake way. And so what I like to call this is don't copy, excavate, right? Don't copy what they're doing, excavate. Now, what do I mean by excavate? Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.